0: Let me pull up my story. I was so not prepared.
1: <laughs> well, I'm super prepared over here. I have 500 windows open, and um, yeah. So just let us know when you're ready, and we'll start this podcast. Cute intro music. <laughs> Only files podcast. All creepy, cryptic, mm-hmm. oh. We should start this thing. What yes, do you think? I'm ready. Oh, sweet. You're listening to Oddity Files, the, the podcast. podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Clayton Abbott. And you're listening to a podcast that we talk about creepy, cool, and weird things, but we add enough snark, sarcasm, and what we find is humor yeah. to it. So you can still sleep with the lights off, not on, but off. <laughs> And that's, that's where you're at. That's what you're listening to. All the good times are about to happen, people. And I promise not to sing in this episode <laughs> unless the perfect opportunity arises. So I've, I've got nothing spooky or anything happening around my house other than, you know, the weird electronic things which seem to have died down. Thank you, everybody, who sent me messages about the loss of our pup. She's in a better place, and I do appreciate that. I just don't want to bring a lot to attention to it because I'm not that person. So, there. It's (laughs) said.
0: Well, um, nothing creepy has really happened for us either. We caught two more raccoons, and they are now somewhere Um, because we didn't take these to the park. The raccoon guy took them somewhere. So, it's probably somewhere better than we took them, like a forest. Oh, nice. Um,
1: They weren't hairless like chupacabra raccoons. No, they
0: were just babies. I know. But they were too old to, like, start... To domesticate, because that was a conversation that was had. (laughs) I
1: believe it 110%. You would totally name it Rocket.
0: Um, That's what I called the (laughs) one. The one that would like shimmy down our post and like all this stuff. It was all like conniving, and how he stole the marshmallows without setting off the trap. Absolutely Rocket.
1: So for those of you that aren't aware, and maybe this is your first episode you're listening to, Clayton had raccoons in his attic, thought for a brief moment it might have been demons. But it wasn't. It was raccoons.
0: Yes. But now we have four less raccoons. Nice. No, there have not been any more captured. And Good. so they're fairly certain that
1: no more scratching or sounds. Are out or, of raccoons. Okay. So your house is clear.
0: Right. It did say typically there are three to five babies, and there were three babies. So sweet. Google was right.
1: I did have a very interesting message sent to us on Facebook, somebody who just found us on Amazon Prime. For those of you that don't know, we have a paranormal reality TV show on Amazon Prime, two seasons. Check it out. It's free to Prime members and super cheap if you just want to buy the season, if you don't want to do the whole Prime thing. But he was saying how much he enjoyed the show, how we investigate, how we're informative, things like that. I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much, You know, like I normally do. We appreciate your support. I said, you know, if you wouldn't mind leaving a review on Amazon, we'd appreciate it. And he responded with, most definitely. And in return, I'd appreciate it if you could get Walter to leave me the hell alone. What? Thanks for your show. Every house is now haunted. (laughs) So I asked him, I said, so tell me more. Right. And I never heard back from him. Oh, gosh. So if anybody else has some ghosties we've... Um, incurred over our last two seasons. And maybe they ended up at your house because I maybe that's a thing. I don't know.
0: Good riddance.
1: (laughs) But let us know at oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. I thought you'd get a kick out of that. That Maybe that's where Walter went.
0: (laughs) Um, If you guys want to contact us about anything that's happening to you, like she said, oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. We do have all of our social medias. It's at oddityfiles on basically every platform. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We also have a not so secret anymore, yeah. but um, we'll say a confidential Facebook group that exclusive. we exclusive exclusives a better word that we post like mm. upcoming news and stuff that we can't say publicly, but we are allowed to say in our secret group. So yeah. if you check that out, we can approve you. I always get like this little. Like excitement when, like your heart <laughs> skips a beat when it pops up. Like blank is requesting approval.
1: I was like, I'm like, oh, who are they? Let's find out more. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, Same. But yeah, you can check us out there. Also, just really quick, and we won't plug too much, but we have merch, and we have our merch store is growing,
1: growing is leaps awesome. and bounds, and I'm <laughs> super excited. I yesterday I woke up with an idea in my head. It's up there. Check it out. You yeah. go to oddityfiles.com slash site.
0: It's so funny. Slash
1: shop. I posted it on all of our social as well. Remember the days of the Enquirer yes. back in the day? I loved the Enquirer and everything was pretty much everything we cover Absolutely. on the show. And um, I actually came across when I was looking for pictures of Bigfoot because I was actually looking for cuddly pictures of Bigfoot. Who me? No. Um, and I came across like an old Enquirer cover. So I made my own version of it. It is very And it's <laughs> it cracks me <laughs> the fuck up. So check it out. Oddityfiles.com slash site slash shop. Scroll all the way to the bottom. It starts oldest to newest. Newest is all the way at the bottom. And check it out. We're super stoked about all the fun stuff on there. Yeah. I got my Weird as a New Cool shirt yesterday. Did you? I did.
0: I saw that uh, Cassie
1: she wore, She's like, well, Mom, I want one of these. <laughs> I did not give her mine. However, her boyfriend Levi was wearing his Sasquatch shirt yeah. that I'd got him for his birthday. And I'm like, hey, Cass, throw this on. Jump outside so I can take pictures of you and Levi in these the shirts. The shirt does look good, though. Yeah, it does. Both of them do. It's very cool. So do you have any paranormal in the news?
0: I do, and it's something that you might... Be able to shed some light on. Oh, so this is just a couple days old. Um, Zach Bagans has closed the rocking chair exhibit at his museum because I too much creepy that. stuff was happening.
1: I know, like doors were closing,
0: yeah. And this woman got like pushed down as like the staircase. I, I guess actually that, saw
1: the video where it happened,
0: yeah. Um, but it's funny, <laughs> of course, it's Zach, so he said, The devil. May have made him do it.
1: May ha- did Zach push somebody down the stairs?
0: No, he like have the devil made him close the exhibit because oh, it's just.
1: I, well, if it's Tom Ellis, I will do anything that man says.
0: It's so
1: funny <laughs> though, Lucifer reference. Um, yeah, I watched the video on TMZ, and a lady passed out. Yeah, and um. I did, you do actually see the door open and close it where the weird. exhibit's at. Um, I'm kind of bummed when I had my little freak out at Zach Baggins Haunted Museum that I didn't end up on TMZ. But, you know, I guess I'm not a haunted rocking chair. I'm
0: going to send the link to it to DJ Jimmy. Awesome. So that he has it. But because it is,
1: it's really cool. It's,
0: but now it's just closed. It's like, what's the point of the museum?
1: Well, it was like set in like you know how you have like those weird little attic doors in a house? Yes. This museum is put together beautifully. It's it is an attraction. I highly recommend it. Um but it was just like a little you could see through this little like attic door and see the chair inside of it. So all he has to do is shut the door and he's fine. The rest of the museum's fine. <laughs> But now I want to go see it.
0: Well, now I want to go. So we have a wedding there next month. Ooh. And I'm very excited because yes. we've already talked about it. Oh,
1: yeah. It doesn't open till 1 p.m. That's fine. Me I either. found out the hard way. Me either. Oh, I do have something fun and interesting and just weird that I came across. You know how um they have like these these fandom cruises yeah. nowadays. I, we went on a cruise right after the Kesha cruise, things yes. like that. Um, Now you can look for UFOs with night vision binoculars and meet alien abductees on this Mexico cruise. Yeah. How cool is that? So it's a UFO cruise. The truth is out there. It's October 6th through the 13th. San Diego to Mexico on Holland America Line. I thought that sounded like a good time.
0: I want to go. Do you? Yes, I want to go. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh,
1: maybe, you know, if we ever make it doing this whole podcast thing, we can do like an Oddity Files cruise.
0: Maybe. Or, yeah, that. I was like, maybe they could just have us on as a guest.
1: Oh, well, we could do that, that too. That nice as well. If you're listening. Holland um,
0: America. Oh, I've I not
1: know. heard of that cruise line before. Oh, uh, those are the most, well, <clears throat> unless it's like the Swingers Cruise, which I've heard stories. Um, the old people cruises sound magical to me. I want to take one of those Viking cruises through the rivers of Europe. They look phenomenal. Well, that has nothing to do with our show. Unless it's,
0: you guys need a podcast to come on board and talk about things, then it's absolutely about our show.
1: Absolutely. It's <laughs> oddity files Crew at gmail.com.
0: Okay, I have stories. I feel like we've plugged a lot.
1: We have. That's <laughs> what we do. We Hey, we had a couple different stories going on there. That's true. Do we know who goes first this week? I think it's you. Sweet. I am super excited about this story. I've touched on this subject a little bit. And actually, the last begging bout I did on socials for – stories, Mm -hmm. um, paranormal stories from our friends and fans. I used an image from the movie about this creature and I'm going to finally dive into the rake. Okay. Good, because
0: I've always heard of it, but it's one of those things I've never really looked into.
1: It's terrifying. And the reason why I decided to go ahead with it, you know me, I'm watching all the shows and all the things and travel channel has some really cool monster type shows out now. And this alleged Real life footage that these fuckers got was the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And literally, as I was looking up pictures and and videos and stuff to do this story, I was a little freaked out. Really, this this, this thing is weird. So I I knew it was. I knew what it looked like. I knew that it. Stories are that it's just internet lore, it's creepy pasta that was created, this, right. that, and the other. Um, but we are about to dive into The Rake. So what is The Rake? Well, first and foremost, it's creepy as fuck, like I said. It's mostly spotted in the northeast of America in urban settings. Most sightings have happened in New York State. Why, I don't know. Which, in all honesty, makes it more terrifying that it's not something turning uh hanging out in the woods like my sweet sasquatch or like other terrifying cryptids this one is where the people are it's hard to explain what this thing looks like if you've seen the movie i am legend starring will smith it reminds me of the zombies from that movie oh yeah just hairless and skin everywhere yeah it's very humid. Human-looking but super skinny, ribs and joints showing through its thin layer of flesh, and the color of its skin is a whitish-grayish in color, and its body is completely hairless. No thanks. Yeah. But uh, more so like this, like a human mixed with a really large, huge dog is how people describe it. Uh but it stands or sits super eerily almost like the bones have been broken and are protruding under the skin and as if this thing weren't creepy enough its fingers end in long talon-like horrificness
0: you know what i'm <sighs> seeing in my head huh you know when lupin turns into a werewolf
1: yeah in like that middle stage yes where he's like Very much all so. joints are all mm-hmm. weird and it's like popping and yeah <laughs> Okay, so it's reported to be at least six foot tall when standing, and its eyes are sunken and as black as onyx, and they reflect light like like deer light uh, eyes do in headlights. It has no protruding ears, barely a nose, and a mouth filled with hundreds of sharp, jagged teeth. Tell me this isn't fucking scary.
0: Absolutely scary.
1: I don't know what I would do if I saw this. <laughs> If you can't quite picture what this thing is, I'm always so worried about my description and the listeners kind of getting what it looks like. DJ Jimmy will uh, post pictures of it on our Instagram stories, highlights, as he does every week. We're at Oddity Files on Instagram. Okay, so some people are saying pretty much the Internet created the rake, like I touched on earlier, and it gives it its powers the Pasta website says, during the summer of 2003, events in the northeastern United States involving a strange human-like creature sparked brief local media interest before an apparent blackout was enacted. Little or no information was left intact, as most online and written accounts of the creature were mysteriously destroyed. If this is true... Was there a blackout put on this creature as a whole? I don't know which is more scary, the rake itself or the fact that somebody can censor the fucking internet. That's true. It's kind of scary, which who fucking knows? (laughs) I, I mean, they can make shit up on the internet, but can they take it down? I don't know. Okay, so in 2006... The lore began to spread with more eyewitnesses posting their stories online. Here's one supposed account from an anonymous woman that was also posted on the Creepypasta website. I'm so terrified to like delve into the Creepypasta website because I'm afraid I will never ever return. Right. (laughs) But this page I did check out. So three years ago, she says, I had just returned from a trip from Niagara Falls with my family for the fortune of fourth of july we were all exhausted after a long day of driving so my husband and i put the kids right to bed and called it a night at about 4 a.m i woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom i used the moment to steal back the sheets as one does only to wake him up in the process goodbye Mm -hmm. i apologized and told him i thought he got out of bed when he turned to face me he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly, his knee almost knocked me out of the bed. He then grabbed me and said nothing. I can like see this going down I know. in my head.
0: And the fact that he doesn't say anything is I know. just as terrifying.
1: Terrifying. After adjusting adjusting to the dark for half a second, I was able to see what caused the strange reaction. At the foot of the bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man. Or a large, hairless dog of some sort. Okay, even if it was just a naked Either. man, doesn't Jesus. matter. <laughs> its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it had been hit by a car or something. For some reason, I was not instantly frightened by it, but more concerned as to its condition. Uh-uh, not in my house. No. This is my house. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. Interesting. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into the fetal position, same, occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed, and then crawled quickly in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. What
0: the fuck? And they're just sitting there?
1: Right. No. I, I don't, I mean, I would freeze. I'd be like, I, I, what the fuck is going on? Am I dreaming? How have they not turned any lights on? I don't know. I I, I don't know what I would do. Alexa. <laughs> Shit. Way to go. <laughs> okay. So the creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds or probably closer to five. It just seemed like a while. Just looking at my husband, the creature then placed its hand on his knee and ran into the hallway leading to the kids' rooms. Oh,
0: gosh. Done. See, they have kids and they're just frozen. Terrible parents. Done.
1: Yeah. I screamed and ran for the light switch. Planning to stop him before he hurt my children. Then I got to the hallway. The light from the bedroom was enough to see it crouching and hunched over about 20 feet away. He turned around, looked directly at me, covered in blood. I flipped the switch on the wall and saw my daughter, Clara. The creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was very badly injured and spoke only once more in her short life and said, he is the rake. I'm covered in goosebumps right now. Is
0: this a fictional story?
1: I don't know. It was on the internet, so it could go either way. My husband drove his car into the lake that night while rushing our daughter to the hospital. They did not survive. Are you kidding me? Um... Being a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper took a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published, and the local television news never followed up either.
0: Uh Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it's still really good writing.
0: It's a very good story. (laughs) Terrible parenting. Yes. They had kids this whole time, and they froze. Yeah. I'm still on that.
1: Well, I mean, she's down one, so (laughs) So that was terrible. College is cheaper. (laughs) So terrible. Okay. For several months, my son Justin and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house. After we decided to return home... I began looking for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who said they had seen the creature now referred to as the rake. Hmm. It took four of us about two solid years hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with a small collection of what we believe to be accounts of the rake. None of them give any details, history, or follow-up. One journal, entry, one journal had an entry involving a creature in its first three pages and never mentioned it again, a ship's log explaining nothing of the encounter, saying only that they were told to leave by the rake, and that was the last entry in the log. There were, however, many instances where the creature's visit was one of a series of visits. With the same person, multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. This this piqued my interest because it's kind of right up our alley. <clears throat> she said, I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night, every night, for two weeks. That's creepy. I would tediously scan through the sounds of me rolling around in bed each day when I woke up. By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. This took almost an hour every day. Girl, I feel ya. (laughs) On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it at all yet. All I know is that I've heard it before and I now believe that it spoke when it when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but for some reason, the voice on the recorder imme- immediately brings me back to that moment.
0: Whoa! I have goosebumps.
1: It's a a creepy ass story, right? Absolutely. For sure. I mean, how can you tell if it's true or not? The death Ugh. of the it's right.
0: Just, but I'm still like seeing my image of it in my head and all this happening with that thing. And it's terrifying.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, the common thing in all the stories I read about this horrifying creature is that it that it comes to you at night when you're sleeping. It stares at you and sometimes speaks to you, which, no. 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 It will get closer to you and all up in your personal space, which, no. No. <laughs> But legend has it, if you stay still and don't engage it or move in any way, it will leave you alone and move on to the next victim, which that I can deal with. Maybe that's why they were frozen, but this was like the first alleged appearance ever of the rake. Mm. I don't know. Um, This suicide note was allegedly found and reposted on the internet. It says, as I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to... A-S-S-U-A-G-E. Okay. Okay. Any guilt or pain I have introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt his presence, and once I awoke and saw his form. Once again I awoke and heard his voice and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I might next awake to Experience, I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. And this was found in the same wooden box where two empty envelopes were addressed to William and Rose and one loose personal letter with no envelope that said, Dearest Lenny, I have prayed for you. He spoke your name. And this was allegedly from like the 1600s. What? Allegedly. Right. So... <clears throat> But, again, I saw that video on that TV show, and it fucking creeped me out. So this last story I've tried to find online, and I can't. I heard it from a friend who claims their friend saw the rake here in the Midwest— Which, nope. (laughs) And it goes a little something like this. A typical soccer mom is driving home after doing some grocery shopping. It's fall and it's getting dark earlier. As she pulls into her cul-de-sac, she spots something near a neighbor's house. She thinks it's a large dog trying to get into the garbage cans left out by the curb. Upon second glance, in the rearview mirror, she sees the quote-unquote dog peer its head around one of the cans slowly rise up to stand nearly six feet tall tilt its head, which why do they always have to do that? All the creepy things. Tilt its head, look at her, and then drop back down and disappear. Needless to say, soccer mom is freaked the fuck out, quickly pulls into her garage, closes the door, and runs into the house. Later that night, her suburban life went on as it normally did because she didn't want to mention anything to her family as they would think she was losing her mind. Welcome to my world. (laughs) Um, That night... The dogs in the neighborhood were a little louder than usual, however. She didn't even think twice about it until the next morning when she was getting her mail. Her neighbor across the street was about to take up her garbage cans, stop the soccer mom, and let her know that her dog disappeared from her backyard that night. Hmm. So it's the same house with the garbage cans. Right. Puppy. No gates were open, and there was no other way the dog could have gotten out on its own. About a week goes by. Soccer mom has nearly forgotten about the incident completely. She has the kids tuck into, tucked into bed. Her hubby's asleep on the couch, and she heads up to bed to get in some reading and much-needed alone time. She falls asleep with her book in hand, only to be awoken by what she thinks is her hubby finally getting into bed with her. No. She, <laughs> she rolls over to give him a peck on the cheek. He's not there. She rolls back over to see what's at the foot of her bed in the shadows of the streetlight outside. The same thing she saw outside her neighbor's house crouched and was just staring at her. She's petrified. She doesn't move. It seems like hours go by with her staring into the shallow, dark eyes of whatever the fuck this is, and it slowly crawls out of the room without a sound. She chalks it up to the extra glass of wine she had and the horror novel she fell asleep to reading. Same. Yeah. (laughs) She pulls the covers over her head, calms herself down, and tries to fall back asleep, listening for any noises she may hear in the house. She wakes up the next morning with hubby in bed next to her, the sun shining bright, and tries to rationalize still what she had seen the night before. This happens on and off for the next three months. Whoa. Yes. So one night she's at book club and uh, maybe one too many glasses of wine. She finally breaks down and tells her friend about what's happening. And then she hears they tell her the legend of the rake because everybody knows about the rake. The club shows her pictures and videos they've seen all over the Internet for years. And it's exactly what she has been seeing. She heads home just as any other book club night would end. But the next morning, her husband wakes up next to her lifeless body with an empty body of pills on her bedside table and a note that says this. It spoke to me last night. It didn't want me to talk about it. It never happened. Oh, I'm getting (laughs) teary-eyed. I made it all up. I'm doing this to save you and the the kids. Please know I did this all to save the ones I love. I am not a coward. You know that this was the only way to save you. Whoa. So is it real? I don't know. I don't know. Stories are that the creature is literally created on the internet to freak people out. Sure. The, the story was a competition on 4chan, which I had to look up what 4chan is. I guess it was Reddit before Reddit. Oh. Um, it's a website responsible for such thing as pedo Bear and Rick Rolling and so many of the other internet sensations. In a contest called Let's Make a Monster in 2005, the creators came up with his features and traits in an effort to make the scariest monster imaginable. But what about the firsthand reports-ish? Right. Have you ever heard of a tulpa? No. Carter actually explained to me what a tulpa is. Um, Wikipedia describes a tulpa as a concept in mysticism and the paranormal of a being or object which is created through spiritual or mental powers. It was adapted in the 20th century theophysists from Tibetan Spropa, S-P-U-R-L-P-A, which means emanation or manifestation. So what that says, because what that says is, if enough people believe in something and give it enough energy, Yes. yes, it can manifest itself. I don't know if it's true, but think about it for a minute. There are even stories of ghosts on like these locations people investigate that never really existed, that if enough people believe it's there, they actually get EVP evidence of this ghost there now. Which is super interesting. I've personally seen some pretty convincing videos. So is the rake just that, a tulpa, or is it the imaginations of an internet generation gone wild? But what I want to know is if all y'all have seen the rake, or have your friends seen the rake, Send your rake stories to oddityfilescrew at gmail.com or any other stories, Mm -hmm. of course, because I want to know if this shit is real or not. Because, damn it, I want answers. Get
0: ring cams.
1: Yes, all the ring cams. All
0: the ring cams.
1: But creepy as fuck, regardless. Absolutely.
0: And I'm still picturing the image of it that I have in my head with all these things happening. And no thank you.
1: No thank you. That was good. Thank you. I can't wait to hear yours.
0: So, like I said, we already know about mine. Mm -hmm. This time when I was searching for a story, I thought you and I, even before doing the podcast, we're pretty versed in this whole genre.
1: Weirdness. Genre
0: of genres of genres. Yeah. Rabbit hole of paranormal, if you will. But I was like, not all of our listeners might be. So there might be things that we think, oh, yeah, we know about that. Yeah. That our listeners don't. Oh. So I took a step back, and we're going to visit the Winchester
1: Mansion. Yes, which we've been to. Which we have been to. Yay.
0: So about, about an hour south of San Francisco is the more or less Silicon Valley area. Lots of high-tech companies are based near San Jose. Um, and yeah, it's just computer everything is down yeah. there. It's.
1: I love being there and seeing like the big Adobe building. Yeah, Microsoft. It's just so it's cool. Just, yeah, oh, that's
0: <laughs> casual. It's. I think it was like a pretty attractive small city. I love um, it. It's very pretty with museums, parks, restaurants. But San Jose's biggest tourist attraction was built even before computers were a thing. About five miles from downtown San Jose is the Winchester Mansion,
1: love and it, it draws
0: huge crowds every day of the year. Everyone in the Bay Area seems to know about the Winchester Mansion to the extent of billboards advertising the attraction and with nothing more than the name. So, um, the house is very, very strange. From the outside, honestly, I almost missed it when we we were pulling up. It just kind of appears to be a Victorian mansion Mansion. with gardens and fountains and... Tour buses stunning
1: from the outside.
0: (laughs) It is beautiful, but I said that it wasn't upon like first sight shocking.
1: Right? It's not like when we pull up to the Culbertson Mansion or the Conrad Caldwell House.
0: I kind of expected to be like see it from miles away, just like oh my gosh.
1: Well, it's like in the middle of a strip mall.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But when you pull or when you pull up, when you go inside, that's when it starts to get bizarre. So, the Winchester Mansion has 160 rooms with a total of more than 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 52 skylights, 47 fireplaces, 40 bedrooms, 40 staircases, 6 kitchens, 3 elevators, 2 different basements. And I said about a million other impressive numerical statistics. Did you count them all while we were there?
1: (laughs) Because damn.
0: But what... Makes this most interesting, though, is what it doesn't have, for any rhyme or reason. So the entire house seems to have been randomly assembled, disassembled, and reassembled numerous times, with no master plan or design. And in fact, that basically is what happened. There are stairs that lead to nowhere, floors that have doors in them, floors that have windows in them, doors that open to actual solid walls, and all of this was due to some unexplainable obsession that drove Sarah Winchester to keep building continuously for 38 years.
1: My favorite is the door that opens to the outside on the second floor with nothing (laughs) outside of it. You would just fall.
0: Right. So the story itself begins a century and a half ago. So Oliver Winchester was the co-owner of a successful shirt manufacturing business.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: In 1857, just before the U.S. Civil War broke out, he took over the Volcanic Repeating Arms Company, the company which later would be renamed the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. They were responsible for the revolutionary advances in rifle design. With repeating rifles, a soldier could fire several times without reloading, and the sales of the weapon soon made Winchesters both wealthy and famous. His son and heir, William Wirt Winchester, married Sarah party in 1862. Sarah was a small woman, as on the tour, they don't hesitate to tell you. She was four feet, 10 inches tall, but she was, everyone said she was charming, intelligent, and beautiful. She gave birth in 1866 to the couple's first and only child, Annie, who died before she was two weeks old. Mm. Danny's, Danny. Annie's death affected Sarah deeply, and for years she withdrew from the public and her family alike. In 1880, Oliver Winchester died, leaving his fortune to his son, William. But the following year, William died of tuberculosis. So this leaves Sarah the only heir to the Winchester fortune, which was an inheritance of 20 million U.S. dollars. And that was back then. In
1: today's day and age, that's like a bazillion trillion.
0: Plus plus over 50% ownership of the company, which alone paid her $1,000 a day. So even to today's standards, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: But the fortune really was nothing to Sarah because she began to believe that there was this curse on her family. Because if you think about it, everyone around her died.
1: Everyone.
0: So shortly after the, the that last death, she moved from New Haven, Connecticut to San Jose, purchased a modest farmhouse, and began building. And this is where factual history actually ends, and now speculation begins.
1: Legend and lore. Right.
0: Um, Dozens of websites tell variations of the story of why Miss Winchester behaved the way that she did for the rest of her life. But I started to find, like irregularities in every okay. story so it's like this endless telephone game um t- 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 what we know is that Miss Winchester hired builders to work around the clock every day for 38 years that is fact that 24 hours a day for 38 years people were working on this house
1: if i wasn't crazy already that would make me crazy
0: absolutely the house was in constant state of change with rooms being built and modified on a daily basis Miss Winchester had visited a psychic, supposedly in Boston, who convinced her that she was indeed under a curse of sorts. The spirits of those who had been killed by Winchester rifles had sought revenge on her family and were now haunting her. Which I mean, to a woman that's already
1: has the emotionally
0: guilt. fragile, and now no one left around her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I that, get it. That's like a yeah.
1: They they fed into her.
0: Yeah. Fierce. Exactly. So the only way to appease the spirits and prevent her own death was to ensure that construction on her house never stopped. Odd thing to tell someone. Yeah. One version of the tale has it that the labyrinth-like interior of the house, including the stairs to nowhere, and and the death ends, as in like, you know, dead ends. I probably meant to type dead ends, not death ends. Were meant to confuse or slow down the spirits. Okay. So makes sense as well. But when stuff can walk through walls.
1: That's my thought anyway. Maybe not all of them can. If you're shot by a Winchester rifle, maybe you can't walk through a wall.
0: (laughs) So an alternative explanation was that Mrs. Winchester, in daily seances, received plans for the next day's work directly from the dead and had to do as she was told.
1: Her seance room was amazing.
0: (laughs) Whether... For one of these reasons or the other, simply being off her rocker as she was, she indeed kept building for years and years for what seems like a completely random manner. Because when you're in the house, none of it makes sense. No. None of it makes sense.
1: It's like the foyer seems like a normal foyer. There's a couple of rooms that seem normal, but the rest of it, you're like, the fuck?
0: The things that got me the most were the rooms with windows into other rooms, because at one point, like, that was the exterior, but then she was like, well, we'll just keep going.
1: We'll just add another room.
0: Right. Another thing that intrigued me the most was for whatever reasoning she employed, is that Mrs. Winchester was extremely superstitious. One indication is her repeated use of the number 13 all over the house.
1: All over the house.
0: 13 bathrooms, 13 palm trees in the driveway. Most of the windows had 13 panes, a sink drain had 13 holes. A chandelier originally had 12 lights she had modified so that they could have 13. And that goes on for so many things around the house.
1: Which of all the numbers to choose, especially if you're superstitious, do you go with 13? I don't know. I don't know. But in
0: 1906, when the great earthquake struck San Francisco, part of the Winchester house was damaged, including the bedroom in which Mrs. Winchester was sleeping that night. Although she was unharmed, she believed that the spirits were trying to tell her something. As a result, she had the front portion of the house blocked off and continued construction everywhere else. So, in 1922, at the age of 82, Sarah Winchester died in her sleep. Construction on the house stopped immediately, and some stories say that Carpenter stopped with nails hammered halfway in.
1: I believe that. They're it like, is. oh, finally, fucking I done. Good Lord. <laughs> I, I don't know if you're gonna to touch on this or not. Okay. But I did wanna say that every tour I've taken said she took such good care of these people that were working yeah. on this house twenty four seven. It's not like she was just doing it to They
0: weren't like slaves. She I mean they were her only quote unquote family. Literally. Like they they had very their wages were far beyond what was far beyond. Like minimal there. She and their
1: families were taken care of.
0: She would build portions onto the house so that they could ha- they had somewhere to live like nice places to live mm-hmm. on the property yeah um in sarah's will which consisted of 13 sections and included 13 signatures oh the house was not mentioned at all but really? all of her possessions were left to her niece um her niece had all the furnishings removed from the house a task that took more than 6 weeks due to the house's design because she would have had things moved in but then built all around it uh oh. so that it can't come back out. And later to be um sold and used as a tourist attraction.
1: Is that a bird? What is it? There's, There's a like bird. a bird cheeping like right outside my window. It's long lost family member. Go ahead.
0: It was later declared <laughs> Mrs.
1: Winchester, is that you?
0: She's here. <laughs> she's like, that's not what happened. <laughs> it was later declared a California historical landmark and is still open daily for tourists like we said. According to some estimates, Sarah Winchester spent a total of $5.5 million building and rebuilding her house.
1: Again, in this day and age, that's a bazillion trillion.
0: Absolutely. I said, as a tourist attraction, the Winchester Mansion absolutely brings in money at a much faster rate than it was spent at the rate of construction. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently, though, the reason for the house's current success is much the same reason it was built. Many of the people who visit believe the Winchester Mansion is haunted. And they also do nighttime like flashlight tours yeah. every Halloween and Friday the 13th. I would Any love Friday that. Any Friday 13th, they do that. Tour guys will tell you stories of unexplained noises and faucets that turn themselves on and off, rooms that suddenly turn cold. Um, I said when I was there, I didn't see a ghost. But if you're ever in San Jose, I definitely recommend it just for the sheer weirdness of it all. Um, some other things that I couldn't find a place to fit in here. All the staircases are very, very short. Very like the short. steps are only a couple inches tall, but very wide. So, like you, they're too wide to take two steps at a time. But, like, and so you have to like take these tiny little steps all the way up, because in her old age, One, she, she
1: was so short?
0: Yeah, she was so short, but she had crazy, crazy...
1: Debilitating. Um, arthritis. arthritis. yeah.
0: And so she had these people redo all the staircases so that she could shuffle up them. And, and yeah, she was also a crazy inventor. And a lot of the things really? in the house she had specifically invented for her house that she never patented or anything because she didn't care. She has more money yeah. than anything. Um, Like in the kitchen sinks... She had a sink basin built with like this shallow part on one side that she you could set things and it would drain off into the actual sink.
1: Oh, I love she that. She
0: had that invented, which later on like became a real thing. There were several things around the house that she had had invented just for her. Another thing, and I couldn't find this anywhere online, whether it was true or not, is how um, she was very paranoid. And yes, would I was have just like
1: thinking about that. Sp-
0: essentially, like, spy rooms and, like, windows built so that she could spy on the her helper like her, help her the house. Her seance
1: room would spy directly into the kitchen. The kitchen,
0: yeah. <laughs> and that, again, she took very, very good care of her staff, of everyone. So if she ever, like, caught them talking down on her or anything like this, they, she would just, like, fire them immediately. I,
1: I can't blame her.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which is so so crazy. Also, what was crazy is that majority of her ownership of the company she gave to like her I don't want to say her favorite, but like her favorite servant around the house. Oh wow who like had a family and all this. So and I don't remember exactly how much money it ended up being just like flat out, but it was like, that person never had to
1: work again. Oh, I'm sure. Which is yeah.
0: so crazy. But it also goes back to her saying, like, money was nothing to her. And, no. like, it didn't – not like she bought all these things, but she just never – She never really cared about it. She didn't care about it. Um, lastly, in this – in her ballroom of sorts with, like, the piano. Oh, it's a beautiful stunning. After she died and they were going through everything, they found a safe in there. Ooh. And so they opened the safe. And there was another safe. I bet you can't guess how many saves it went on for.
1: 13.
0: 13 safes. And in God, the,
1: I love this woman. She in is the
0: final safe,
1: ridiculous.
0: Again, she has like fortune beyond belief. Uh-huh. So you're like, what, what could what it be? What is in yeah. here? It was um, two locks of hair. Oh. <gasps> one from her husband and one from the daughter. Oh. Because. Like, that's what was so important. To, like, the of most course. important to her. Oh, I'm
1: covered in goosebumps right now. Isn't that crazy? It, it, i love that story. You would think, clean. like, the Hope
0: Diamond was in there. Of course. But But
1: no. that's what was most important to her. Exactly. Ah, uh, I'm tearing up a little bit again.
0: I want to know how she remembered 13 combinations in order.
1: Uh, she probably am written down somewhere. Or <laughs> she, It sounds like she was super intelligent as well. She
0: was very, very, very smart.
1: Which... I don't know. Maybe she was haunted. I will say, I've been there three times. Mm-hmm. Once was with you, once with our friend Trevor, and then once I got Chris to go with me. And only the time I went with Chris, I felt anything paranormal. And I felt she was following me around the whole time. Um, it, maybe I felt a touch at one point, but it was just like, I I like to stay to the back of the tours Uh and kind of watch everybody else's reaction as things go on. But I always felt like there was somebody standing behind me the entire time. And the vibe I got that it was a female, one of the employees – with children and she was very well taken care of. And she was just very proud that people come to this house to look at it, whether it's true or not, whether I'm crazy or I'm probably just as crazy as fucking Mrs. Winchester. Maybe that's why I was so accepted there, but um, it's, it's a great location. It
0: really is cool. It's, and it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. When you first thing you walk in, that's when you start to realize it. And it was kept so nicely that some of the rooms, like, it's all the original wallpaper and original oh, pert- the, like Oh,
1: they had me at the wallpaper.
0: <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Yeah, and she'd have rolls and rolls and rolls of these this wallpaper in case something would happen to yeah. it.
0: And it was, well, it was something crazy, like, the type of wallpaper that it was.
1: Oh, yeah. I can't remember. It
0: was so – it was stupid, stupid expensive. Yes. Like, every square foot was some – but she loved it. Yes. And it was everywhere.
1: And the windows were like, they weren't really stained glass. They were like built like stained glass windows. But in the corners, they had like little spider webs in them. And I think it was like 13 points of yeah. something on each window. It's it's just an amazing, somebody, just every detail was in. Right. The wood walls in each room were so well taken care of. And I just love that place.
0: Unfortunately... Hollywood did its thing.
1: I haven't seen it yet.
0: It wasn't good. They like made it so, so, so Hollywood that it was just disappointing. And they Mm -hmm. actually like feature the earthquake scene and all that. And it's just like, oh, gosh. And I was so excited. So the last time we were there, actually they had like parts of it closed off. They didn't let us even take pictures on our phones because they were filming. Or like they just wrapped. Yes. So they still had parts set up for the movie, Mm -hmm. but at the end, they had, like, some of the screen used costumes and stuff there. Which was really cool. And they showed us the trailer, which we were really excited for.
1: Oh, yeah. We were, were like, looking at each other. Oh, we're so going to have a movie night and blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: And it was, I mean, it was a very, like, Hollywood rendition of the story. But one thing that I thought was really cool is that 100% of the film was filmed inside the house.
1: Yeah, that is very cool. Yeah,
0: So I'm Kind of a geek for that.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I – um bucket list is to have that place to ourselves for a night. Yes. You know what? There was one other thing. I saw somebody in like the stables the first time I was what? there with Trevor. Like a shadow figure. Got the vibe that it was somebody that worked with the stage coaches and things. Um And I guess that's a thing because several shows have investigated there. And that's a thing there. Whoa. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It is very cool. Speaking of bucket list places, tonight on Portals to Hell, they're Ugh. going to be investigating the go ahead and say it.
0: No, you can.
1: I can't say uh, it. Right? The of Lulav-
0: the Lalarie.
1: Yes, mansion in New Orleans. Katrina, I'm so jealous of all your places you get to investigate. I know. So we'll record that. We'll watch that next time maybe before we podcast and and really make it like a, a a date to watch that one because I know we're super excited because that's like the first time it's ever been investigated. Ever. Ever. I mean, it must be nice to be Jack Osborne and have rock right. star parents and get in wherever the hell you want. I'm just saying. <sighs> I'm so jealous.
0: I'm so jealous.
1: Where do we at time? Oh, I don't even think we have time for a, a story know, this week. We weekend.
0: had two good stories this week.
1: We did. And a couple interesting things going on here and there. And plus our, all our little tidbits to the Winchester Mansion kind yes. of... I know. We'll make that. And the
0: thing is, we could talk about that place for forever.
1: Literally. And that's
0: why there's so many things about it that I said to cut out. Yeah. Otherwise, I could have done an episode all by myself on it.
1: Oh, for sure. Because there's sure.
0: so many crazy things. So
1: much. And I literally think like every paranormal TV show has been there at some point. Oh, yeah. So. But you guys are the best. We appreciate you. We adore you. Don't forget about our. Rate and review contest. If you get on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and rate us five stars, take a screen grab of that. I think it takes like a couple days for the review to actually show up. I'm learning. So leave the review, go back in a couple days or... or, Leave the review and let us know your username. Once it's up, we'll go ahead and put you in the drawing that we're going to do once a month for fun oddity files, stuff, and things. Hollis, I'm going to get your package together this week so we can get you the stuff to our very first winner. Um, don't forget to check out season two on Prime Video. Mm-hmm. And we want your stories. This time we didn't have time, but we love to read your guys's stories about anything weird crazy and paranormal but on that note weird is the new cool weird is the new cool see ya bye